This is Paul Nobles from eToPerform.com, and I am here with all of the various Eat to Form coaches. This is our annual staff holiday podcast, semi-annual. We've only had two so far, but um, it's been pretty fun. And what we did last year, what I thought was kind of fun, was we sort of got to know you know, pretty much everyone that came on. Unfortunately, you know, we have probably double the amount of staff. Well, actually quadruple the amount of staff that couldn't make it tonight. But uh, we're not going to focus on those people. You know what I'm saying? They got their kids and their soccer life and whatever it is. But we're here. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So I'm going to go in order of the way that people are. You guys can't see on Facebook. Um, and obviously on the podcast, but there's an order to the way that we're going to go. And so Meredith um, says, like, this is um, this is an interesting question. So someone's saying, what kind of support should I expect? And actually, if you listen to this podcast, what you're going to hear are the various Eat to Form staff members and kind of our experiences and stuff like that. This will be more fun than than you know informative, but basically you get a customized plan, you know, and then as coaches we walk you through the habits and such that that allow you to see the success that you need. So, um, wanted to get that out of the way. So Meredith, you yeah. live in Kansas City, right? I do. Um, you are a dental hygienist by day, and then all encompassing eat to performer by night right right um right so and 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 your jobs are anything from posting the trend sheets for people to answering customer service inquiries right gotcha so tell me how many kids you got and um and i obviously i met your husband and stuff but give it give us the rundown on your family Okay, I have two kids. They're 14 and 8. I have um, uh, my 14-year-old is, is a boy, and my 8-year-old is a girl. Um, I have a husband. <laughs> he He's actually from Kansas City. I'm from Colorado. Um, we met in Columbia, Missouri at MU, and um, we moved back to Kansas City when he went to law school, and we've been here, been here ever since. So that's just my immediate family. We like to do we, we enjoy really spending time with family. We love to travel. Um, we have family all over the country. We like to see, um, the kids are into all sorts of different sports. Um, so what's the coolest place that you've ever traveled with your kids? We just actually got back from Playa del Carmen, Mexico. We went in October and it was the first time the kids had been out of the country and they just had they had a great time. My daughter took to snorkeling like she'd been doing it her entire life. And we swam with dolphins and she's convinced she wants to be a dolphin trainer now. Aww. So she thinks she wants to go to college in Hawaii and I'm going to be her roommate. <laughs> I would sign she's up. Eight. I would sign but, up for that plan oh if God. I were you. Yeah. What was that? I would definitely sign up for that plan. You Me know, too. Me like too. work everything towards dolphin trainer where you get to go to Hawaii and hang out with her. 
Yeah. Right. I asked her, I'm like, are you, you're fine with mom being your college roommate. And she was like, Oh yeah, wait, what? <laughs> so not quite sure she's on board, but is she I'm the, totally fine with it. Is she the 14 year old or eight year old? No, she's eight. Okay. So, you know, we got a little wiggle room. She could change in the next few years, but I will say that was the coolest thing we did. It was fun. I will say that you should take to snorkeling, right? Like, <laughs> like snorkeling shouldn't be that hard. Right, you're just laying on top of the water, you know. Right. Um, but funny about things, she can get really. She's really scared of heights, which is really funny because she jumped off of a big cliff when we were in Mexico and jumped into wow. the water. So you're just never sure with her sometimes. But but with water, she's usually she loves water. We all. Do. I'm trying to think because we were there last year or two years ago where we went to Cancun, which is right near Playa. Yeah. Um, and then they had like this. Um, it was almost like a you know, Mexican Disneyland, but it had yeah. snorkeling. Do you remember what that was called? Shell Ha. What, no? You go to Shell Ha? Yeah, that's what it was. Is that that's where you where guys... That's where we went. That's yeah. where we went. We went swimming with the dolphins. It was really cool. Yeah, that, that was a cool place to, um, to do snorkeling. You know, you can find like a little cove, you know, to kind yeah. of do your own thing. I, what I remember about it was it was cold as hell, you know, in the areas that were shaded, you know. Right. Uh, yeah. It really was. But the water was so warm. Yeah, yeah. Like, if yeah. you're in the water, it was great. Yeah. Well, and it also seems like you could float out into the ocean, you know, but then they, yeah. they have the barriers that kind of catch the people that are maybe a little drunker and could find yeah, potentially attention. <laughs> float away to Cuba or whatever. Um, right. But... Uh, yeah, so we do have one question, and I don't know if this is from a member or not, but what are the advantages of joining ETB as opposed to a private macro coach that you see all over Instagram these days? Well, I think one of the biggest advantages is that, that you know, one, we're not just one macro coach. Um, I think the other thing, too, is that we walk you in and out of phases. A lot of the people that, that are doing macros for people, they don't deal with thousands of people. Right. So they're dealing with just a few people. And so if you think that the idea is that you're going to, um, you know, get your numbers and then someone's going to, you know, whip you into shape. That's really not what Eat to Form does. We walk you in and out of phases that allow you to get to optimal body composition. I think one of the things that that a lot of people are doing where they're just going to a calculator online and saying, here's how you cycle your carbs or, or right. you know, lower your calories. Um, go get them, kid, right? Um, we walk you through a lot of the habits and the challenges that we do, you know, you'll hear from Mike here in just a bit, and he's the challenge coordinator. And... Um, you're literally talking to thousands of people and you're getting such a high level um, of service with, with all the coaches, but, but especially with Brad and myself that are, are customizing your plan as you go. And the other thing too, is that the way that a lot of people communicate is just through email or something like that. And it gets real clunky. We actually have an app that's coming out here in the next few weeks um, that's going to allow for a lot better communication. So I think that that's, you know, it, it's kind of the difference between like, you know, I don't want to say it like this, but it's like, you know, being in a dark alley and getting your macros from some guy, yo man, you need, yeah. you need some macros. 
you know, um, back, back alley. Yeah. As Shady. opposed to, as opposed to dealing with, you know, kind of a, a company that has, you know, 1.5 million followers on, on Facebook, you know, 50 right. people that work with us and, and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. All right. So a lot of other people do know Sarah, who is, um, you know, she does the Friday podcast with me. She is my online tormentor. If if you guys listen to any of those <laughs> podcasts, she keeps me in check. Um, talk to who is typing like that. I'm getting sorry. <laughs> I'm like, what the heck? Um, you know, is there I like when I type? Okay. Is there like a is there a, is there a woodpecker? You know. Um, yes. So. So, uh, but Sarah, talk to us a little bit about uh, what it's like to live in the Milwaukee suburbs. Oh, come on. You're going to have to stop that. I live in the suburbs of Chicago, and you know it. Just well, because there are cows and farms out here does not mean it's a sub not a suburb of Chicago. Yeah, but wouldn't that, you know, inherently if there's cows and farms, that's like a rural area as opposed to an urban area. In Chicago's in what, what does that mean? Like it's still a suburb. We have a not, grocery store. No. We have we have Starbucks. We have it. It's a suburb of it's Chicago. Like, I'm thinking like Oaklawn, right? Like Highland Park. Those are suburbs of Chicago. You you hold live... on a second. Let me take a sip of my wine. Like, okay. Yeah. yeah you I go ahead. drove through the town that you live in. This is Amy. Okay. And I can attest to the fact that it is a suburb. So you're all. Is it? Oh, oh, please. Amy's Thank you, Amy. That is so Amen, not true. Amy. That is so not true. She, folks, she. Uh, has, I'm from a rural area in Colorado where it's an hour the nearest anything in the town. That's I'm where she to, lives. The town closest. That's where, she lives an hour and a half out of Chicago. There's no like L train near her or anything like that. Yeah. Is there a We're in the middle of nowhere. She lives in the middle of nowhere. Hey, whoa, whoa, I don't live in the middle of nowhere, okay? Yeah. Oh, and now you got Tommy and Stevie up there going, yes, we do. Yeah, they do. That's right. That's right. What's wrong with living in the middle of nowhere? Wait, hold on. There's nothing wrong with going. It's just you have to admit the fact that you actually live in the middle of nowhere. So, like, Tommy and Stevie. So what are, still- what are they doing? They are they going to the theater tonight? Maybe catching you know a little orchestra at the Arboretum, or are they are they going to be hanging out at the McDonald's? Right, that's what I'm asking. Twenty minutes away. But what I'm asking, what I'm asking you is, are they going to be hanging out at the McDonald's tonight, or are they going to be doing some big cultural experience? They are doing cultural experience. Tommy's practicing his Barry saxophone as we speak. Ooh, Barry sax. I play Barry sax. Okay. Um, So obviously, uh, this this is a debate that's never going to end. It's going to make for endless. If you want to know rural, Paul, just look up Rangeley, Colorado. Look up Rangeley, Colorado. But if you say, okay, how far do you? How how far do you? How far is Rangeley, Colorado, from the big city? It is five hours from Denver and four hours from Salt Lake. But is there is there a big city? But is there no, a city? the closest is Grand Junction, Grand Junction, which isn't huge, and it's two hours away. I mean, I will give, I will give. I'm an hour outside of Chicago. Big deal. I will Big give, 
I will give Sarah a little credit. There is a grocery store in the town that she lives in, so that's good, right? There's but, several. We have Aldi. We have a Jewel, Asco. We even have a pharmacy. <laughs> I, I, I love the fact that you have to be defensive well, about this. But, um, yeah. So, okay. So, Sarah, talk to us. So, you have you have three children, right? That's correct. Two are at home with you right now, correct. right? Is Brianna is Brianna out doing the 21-year-old thing? You know? Yeah. My daughter just left to go back to college after she turned 21. 21 and being home for Christmas. That was an adventure. And she had her first, first she had her first drink ever, right? She did. With you the well, other night. Well, I mean, yes, as far as what I choose to believe, <laughs> yes. And all I know is she's like, I'm a grind at martinis. I'm having these at my wedding. <laughs> did you ever see the episode of Modern Family where um, they all go out with Haley? Oh, shoot, my, uh, my. Yeah, you better mute that technical uh, little interference. Yeah, otherwise it could get crazy. We know how much those technical interferences bother you when we're doing podcasts. Could get crazy up in here. But, um, so like Haley, they go out on, on Modern Family and they go out for shots for her 21st. And she's like destroying oh, yeah. things. And then, and then she realized, oh, wait. This is my first drink. You know, so obviously she had had drinks previous to that. Yeah, um, yeah. So talk to us a little bit about um, about you and your situation. Because, I mean, I don't know that everyone knows you personally. They know you, um, you know, through the <laughs> podcast. But, but mostly I talk and you don't get to talk very much. I know. Because I'm so well behaved, not interrupting you most of the time. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, so I'm a single mom with three kids. My oldest is 21 in college. My boys are 15 and 16. Um, I like long walks on the beach. <laughs> I mean. Do you like pina coladas? And getting, I love pina And getting coladas. caught in the rain? Yeah, I do. I especially like wine. Tonight I'm using my, representing Yorkville CrossFit with my, Jeanette hand painted these for our Christmas party. Wasn't that so cute? That's special. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I do. I mean, artwork is my hobby. I come from an art background a little bit. Uh, and you went to, you said, that, I didn't know this, but you went to art school in Milwaukee. I, I, ironically, I sure did. Yeah. Because, well, yeah. because you're in a suburb of Milwaukee, it probably wasn't no, too far. Were you able to just catch I, a bus you know, there? I you know what? I'm just not going to talk. <laughs> just, I was going to go to the Art Institute of Chicago. Okay. But just... It was too far. <laughs> but it was too far. It was it was too close. So I decided Milwaukee was a better option. A little bit... Creating a little bit of distance. Mm-hmm. For me, where is, you know, I met Brianna's dad, and instead of coming home with a college degree, I came home with a Brianna. So I that really that, started my. That's a good trade off. Um, yeah, you, you know created, what? I wouldn't be the same person. Lots of, lots of different challenges, and, you know, with starting as a young mother and being on my own, and, you know, I wouldn't change it for a second, all of it. For one second, though? I mean, like, 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 like 
let's get live in an alternative universe for just a second. What? Oh wait, for just a second? Yeah. Like what? Oh, okay. How did you see the art school thing playing out? I just like to draw naked people. I mean, that's really all I thought back then, right? Like, well, that's I what got you. Line that's what added. That's why you ended up with Brianna. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, was that not funny at all? I mean, no one but, laughed at that. You know, she ended up having sex with her future husband and had a child. You know, I think that was pretty what, funny. Because I like to draw naked people. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would drawing say naked, if you were drawing, drawing naked people did not make me get pregnant. If you okay? were drawing, let me just tell you. I, I guarantee you, if you were drawing fruit, that you definitely wouldn't have gotten pregnant. I was also drawing fruit. I was just drawing naked people sometimes. Okay, I got didn't you. make me have a Brianna. So how long? How long have you been doing CrossFit? probably about three years um and I was kind of known as like the black sheep crossfitter because I would pick and choose right to wad or not to wad and I would be you know are you lifting today sir or are you wadding because they knew I was lifting more often than wadding um so I enjoy it I mean I still really enjoy it but I like to integrate my lifting and you know kind of bodybuilding movements and power lifting with the fun of CrossFit. I mean, usually those wads are not very long, so I can get, a, you know, lifting in beforehand. Yeah. It's, um, so how long had you been doing CrossFit before you joined Eat to Perform? A, a year, two years, maybe. Okay. And then... Yeah, and I used to be a six... Now here, so I used to be a six-day-a-week CrossFitter before I joined Eat to Perform. <laughs> well, I joined Eat to Perform, and then um, April, I'd been working with April, finally one day was like, okay, so you want to drop body fat, or what do you want to do? You know, kind of make a decision. You've got a fat loss challenge starting. So I made the decision to go with the fat loss challenge, and she helped me. I was one of those clients, like, we hope all of our clients are, like, constantly asking questions, because that is the key to getting better and learning how to do it is to constantly communicate with your coaches. So I did that to April. I stalked her. Basically. I don't think, I don't think everyone, like, I'm not sure that everyone listening will know this, but all of you have been eat performers. The only one that hasn't is Brad. Right. Right. Um, And so, so we'll talk a little bit about that, but everybody knows Brad and I, not everybody knows you guys, you know? Yeah. I think more people know you. Mm-hmm. So April helped me. So I took a break from CrossFit. I went from six days a week to a total break. And I went and lifted only three to four days a week, walked every single day. And I won first place in that body fat loss um, challenge that we had back then. And then from there, April just kind of coerced me slowly and slowly to come on board before I met you and was brought on board each to perform. Yes. And so that's kept me entertained ever since. <laughs> that's all that matters, really. Absolutely. It's all entertained. So, yes, um, Sarah is definitely um, the energizer bunny of the group. Um, and, I mean, you've been, I'm trying to think, when did you, how many, before the Granite Games, that was the first time we'd huh? ever met in person. How long had you been working with us before that? 
It was probably just since May, like yeah. three months, three to four months. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. So let's see. Anita's asking a question on sidewalk about discussion on killing bugs, taking out trash and gender equality. Who deals with bugs, trash in your house? And what are your thoughts about it? Who do? Oh, gotcha. So what she's asking is, I love this question. This is the best question ever. Who's the bug killer? Who kills the spiders in your family? And who takes out the trash? You know, you I'll go. To me? Yeah, well, oh, everybody. Okay. Yeah, like like in your family, who uh, you know, there's a big spider on the wall. Who who gets yeah. the call? Who gets the call, Sarah? Who do, I'm gonna give you one guess. Who do you think kills the spiders in my house? I'm gonna go Tommy. She's pointing to herself. Right here, she doesn't know how podcasts work, right? So oh, she's pointing to herself. Yeah, and signing and making faces. No. Yeah, but it's just me. Okay, so I kill the spiders. All right, Meredith, how about you? Spiders or trash? Who who's the responsible? Be honest. Don't don't just say it was you. I I always I always kill the spiders. Um, but when it comes to trash, my husband or my son take out the trash. He's fourteen, yeah. he should be pulling his weight. I agree with you. My boys take the garbage out of the trash, yeah. I mean I shouldn't he be working at Hardy's right about now, bringing yeah. home that paycheck, you know what <laughs> I'm mows, saying? He mows lawns. He actually mows our lawns and mows the neighbors' lawns. So he, that he's is a hard worker. That is the lowest hanging fruit. Why don't kid I mean, if I was a kid right yeah. now, I'd be mowing lawns left and right. Because oh, yeah. everybody wants their lawn mowed. No one wants to do that stuff. And what it makes twenty five bucks a lawn? Yeah, that's like a big deal. Dude, I mean, I'm gonna oh, start mowing lawns in the summer. Absolutely. Right, yeah. Like, like, you know. <laughs> Dang. Okay, but here's what I don't get. Okay, so when you're a kid, as a guy, you like tractors. I think my dad has owned three of those. Um, I don't know what they're called. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely not like lawnmower guy. Like, but like a rider mower? Yeah, they're like John rider mowers, but they're called something. Um, John Deere? Tractor? Uh, well, no, they're not the brand, but they're called something and someone. The zero will... turn or the zero radius? Yeah, 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 zero radius, right? So he's had like three zero radius, and he doesn't have that big of a yard. And I see people like there's nothing more ridiculous than seeing neighbors of mine. Now, don't get us wrong. I mean, like our, you know, we live in a near a pond, and there's some some green area. But I mean, I just I just think you look ridiculous on that little John Deere putt putting, you know, through your lawn. <laughs> like that, that, I don't get it. You know, it's just me. It's my thing. You know. Uh huh. Call me a jerk if you want to, but um. Whoa, whoa! We did not. Okay, but we so. Would never do that. So I'm I'm guessing that the person who's seen the biggest bugs had to be Jordy. So Jordy, oh yeah, Jordy's <laughs> from Australia. What's the biggest bug you've ever seen? Um, off the top of my head, I really can't think of anything huge. I don't live in the bush, so. Like, I mean, I've spent time in the bush. We had a house out there when I was a kid, and we used to get a lot of bugs and spiders and stuff, but my dad would always take care of that. There's a story he likes to tell of when I was probably about 
six, five or six, and there was a um, huntsman on sitting on my head that I was not aware of. He like saw it climbing up my back, and it climbed on sat on my head, and he just sort of brushed it off. What's and a I, huntsman? A pretty big ass spider. Um, and he like brushed it off and. I didn't know what it was and he never told me and I probably would have freaked out if I'd known at the time. You would have been like, but, Dad, you just killed Charlotte. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> hate, hate, hate spiders. I live by myself, so if there's spiders in my house, I'm the one that has to deal with it. Um, but luckily, I also have two cats, so I think they kind of take care of it sometimes without me even knowing that they're there. Yeah, I mean, I would assume that a cat would eat a spider. You know what I'm saying? For sure. It's kind of a sneaky yeah. little thing that cats do. You know? How many people have cats? Sneaky. What now? They bring, like, birds and half mice and shit like that. There was a dead dragonfly in my living room this morning. Yeah. I don't know what they do. Yeah. Uh. My, my dog, we were on a walk near a park near my house. And she found... No, I'm not looking on that. She found a dead squirrel and ate it. And we were trying to pull, my daughter was trying to pull this dead squirrel. Yeah. Like whenever you feed your dog, you know, the best version of, you know, raw meats or whatever, just remember they're really looking for that dead squirrel, right? Um, all right. So Mike. So yeah. Mike is the coordinator of our challenges a lot of people see his videos the video that he did with one of his gym mates the other day has seen like you know it's gotten like 1.2 million views um it just went crazy um he also wrote a um ad program that a lot of e performers have started with the new year talk to us a little bit about because you're a trainer um outside of what you do for e to perform um, I didn't even know that you were married and apparently like your wife is married. She's got this awesome job. You guys travel around the world, you know, um, is it private jet or, or just regular, regular kind of deal? <laughs> uh, we just went regular this time. Like we kind of got sick of doing the private jet thing. So we kind of scaled it back, but, uh, yeah, she kind of allows me to, do what I do. So it's a nice balance. Like I get to work, you know, and, and pursue my passion and then she gets to support us and everything. That we that's, that's, so, how, you know, you take there. that's how you my, hang on to that one, Mike. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. That's how my relationship with my wife works. In my relationship. Yeah. It sounds familiar. I'm not in my relationship. So good. Kudos to you, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> She's also much stronger than me, like relative body strength. She could probably, she could probably kill me in just about any activity. That's pretty crazy. That's so what does she do for activity? That's interesting. Janice keeps uh, commenting for you to blink, Mike, just so you know. Yeah, so Mike, like if you guys don't see Mike's videos, he never blinks. So it's really weird. <laughs> Vicky commented. Sounds familiar. Yeah, she, Love it. she knows. What, yeah. She knows she's my sugar mama. No question about it. <laughs> okay, go. So, okay, go. <laughs> so Mike, yes, so Mike, do you do you have a degree? Where did you go to college? You live in Philadelphia, right? 
I live in a suburb of Philadelphia. It, so like not? actual suburb as in like the train station is a mile from there my you house. Go. And See, I can walk to the train station. That's the judge. That's like the judge. Yeah. So, so yeah, Philly I have a train too. Ten minutes ago, suburbs are different. I can attest to this. They are different. They are different. I, I don't care. Ten minutes away. The train is ten minutes away. Sarah does not I need don't. a lawyer. You know what I'm saying? Just, you know. So, okay, okay so it, this is this is a mic party here, right? Let's let's stay focused on So, Mike. <laughs> You're party. So, uh, do, do, 30 do, minutes from Philly. Um, I went to school at University of Maryland where I met my wife. I have a useless degree in communications that never, you know, I, I, you know, I did the whole corporate thing for a little while. Then I started my own business and then I sold that and started doing personal training and then I ended up at Eat to Perform, and here I am now. So you're a Terrapin. Do you live in West Philadelphia? I was not born and raised. In yeah, see, there you go, <laughs> baby. You, you, I mean, I cannot hear Philadelphia without singing that song. That 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 is a mind virus. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, I'll quit singing. <laughs> Janice says, "Go Terps." Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot that Janice was um, was Marilyn as well, but so um, scary. Yeah. Well, I mean, we got more people in Maryland than we do, um, or or previously from Maryland than we have in Minnesota. I think I'm it. I'm <laughs> <laughs> the Minnesota. Um, all right. So so Jordy, so Jordy, what time is it where you're at right now? 11.37 a.m. And you're Brisbane? On Thursday, right? On Thursday. Paul, come on. Brisbane? Yes. I'm in Melbourne. You're where? Melbourne. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. The um, It's all the same to me. I mean... <laughs> oh, oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Jordy is all the same, but I'm like an hour out, and you're like, no. But no, is, is Brisbane is Brisbane a suburb of of uh, Melbourne the way that Sarah's place is a is a suburb of Chicago? Brisbane is the capital city of Queensland, and very much further north than Melbourne. It's like two hours by plane from Melbourne. Okay, so yeah, similar to similar to Sarah's situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, I'm, um, just, I'm done talking. So I'm just <laughs> hey, guy, I actually have to take my family to a hockey game. You know what? Uh, I gotta be honest so, with you. We were gonna kick your ass off anyway because we need I to get more so. people in here. So. Because <laughs> I'm right. being honoring. Okay. You guys have fun. Bye. All right. Bye, Bye guys. See Bye. All right, so so Jordy, um, you live in Melbourne, um, which is not Sydney, which is not where um, Nemo ended up, right? What are we talking about here? That, that's is that what you guys think about when you think of Australia? When I think of Australia, I think of they, they found Nemo there. Is it Crocodile Dundee a little creep creepy though these days? Why? I don't know. It just feels. Why would you say he's creepy? I always thought he was creepy. <laughs> I never thought he wasn't I creepy. Oh, but wait, did you see 
see his abs? I don't care about his abs. Do you yeah. not remember what his abs look like? Do you, like five foot two. Do you know what every alligator thinks of his Is abs? Five two, Lindsay? Every Well, I I'm being a little dramatic. He was probably like five eight. A lot of people get how tall is Paul? <laughs> Taller than Crocodile Dundee. I'll, I'll give you that. You know. But you have alligator boots and a belt? I you know what? I think that that guy is a terrorist to alligators. Yeah. Hold up. Hang on a second. Wait, wait. Are you just, are you seriously talking about crocodiles on D wearing alligator boots? I'm sorry, crocodile. I should have. I should have. So what is the, what is the, because obviously, obviously you being from Australia, you're an expert on these matters. What is the difference between a crocodile and an alligator? I believe alligators have a shorter, more stumpy nose. And I think they're also smaller, but I could be wrong. I don't believe you because you didn't, you know, it seems like you should know this. You know what I'm saying? Like you haven't come any wild crocodiles in my time in Australia, but well, then when I do... And then your dad shot Charlotte dead, right? Because, <laughs> I mean, don't you guys... Don't you guys envision, you know, the only way to kill a spider in Australia is, is with a gun? You know? Yeah, because Carrie, Carrie, the pregnant girl, is sitting there quiet, posting scary pictures on the trend she post of what those spiders look like right now. You're nasty. <laughs> But she's definitely naughty, that one. Yeah. Prego. I'm, I'm definitely aware. Um, <laughs> so, so okay. Um, you've never actually encountered a six-pound spider. You barely no, know what a crocodile is. You could be from Brisbane. You could be from Melbourne. Nobody really knows, right? What was the plot? Well, I have, what was the I plot? Have seen, what was the plot to Finding Nemo? What do you mean? The plot. The plot of the movie Finding Nemo. Was to find Nemo. <laughs> ding ding ding! Woohoo! Good job. Um, he tries to do these trick questions, that, yeah. but don't you feel like me all the time, and I always fall for it. Don't, I mean, what's what's the thing that you guys remember the most from the movie Finding Nemo? It's the turtle, right? The, the surfer turtle. Oh, yeah, yeah the turtle. Yeah. The turtle was the best. Or the, the little octopus that swishes his tentacles and oh. releases. Uh, when he when he would like fart out ink. Yeah. You, know, I did. I had actually kind of a cool experience um, when I was in the mortgage business many years ago. Um, as a gift to my clients before Finding Nemo came out. I mean, no one knew that Finding Nemo was going to be like the biggest thing ever, right? Um, but we rented out a movie theater and all my clients and their family got to come the day before Finding Nemo came out. And then, you know, they got to tell all their... I thought you were going to say you had experience farting ink. <laughs> really? Is that where we're going That's with this? Shark bait. Um, all right. So now you have a brother that's a chef in Paris, right? So you, I do. 
you were in Paris and Leone came and met. How, um, so the, your mother, your father, right? How many brothers and sisters do you have? Um, I'm one of five. So I've got three younger brothers, one older sister. My parents are divorced. Yeah. Um, so I also have five step brothers and sisters. Oh, wow. So family dinners get pretty crazy. Have you guys ever played uh, five on five basketball? Like, that would be awesome. No, you know what I mean? Step basketball is not really a thing. Like, it's not a big thing here. Well, what about cricket? Have you ever played, like, five-on-five five cricket? You know, st step kids against real kids? Like oh, my God. <laughs> we used to play, when we were younger, we used to play cricket, like, on the beach or in the backyard or something. But that was – my parents are still together. So, But having, <laughs> like, having five siblings, still, that's still a pretty decent team. Well, people don't realize – laughing at yourself about saying step kids against real kids. <laughs> That is just wrong. What people don't realize. Called out on that. What people don't realize is that I was the step kid, right? I'm an only child, and my dad's been married six times, so so I have like 87 step children, step uh, brothers and sisters. Step children. <laughs> step, not step children. We, uh, um. Okay. So I think we've covered Jordy. You know, she's scared of spiders, so that's why she has cats around. She definitely knows the plot to Finding Nemo. Um, I think... And uh, is currently, it's like 38 degrees and very... Uh, Celsius, not Fahrenheit. I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit. But it's, it's, it's really a lot. hot and humid here right now. So. It's a lot. It's, 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 it's summer, and she's also in like a time machine that lets her be one day ahead of all of us. Mm -hmm. You know? So she can get you your macros in the future, right? So that's <laughs> that's that's one of the coolest well, features of Jordy. It makes it really confusing when I do like trend sheet reviews and stuff because I feel like I have to backdate everything by a day when like if I'm doing reviews at the same time as someone else on my team, they're dating at the 25th and I'm dating at the 26th, then it like it gets very confusing. Yeah. Gotcha. Netball is netball a thing in Australia? Um, yeah, more, probably more so than basketball. What's netball? It sounds weird. It's, mm, I want to say it's similar to basketball, but there's no backboard on the net and the rules are a bit, like you can't run with the ball. You can't dribble with the ball. I'm trying to think of the, <laughs> the most famous Australian basketball player. There's actually a few of them, like Dante Exum, um... Is Delavadova, is he from Australia? Maybe not. The, the first overall pick was Ben Simmons for the Sixers. Yeah, I know. It's so weird, though, that he's from Australia. You know, but, but he is. So there's that. All right, Jordy. I, I, love, uh, I love talking to Jordy and learning all things Australia, but we must move on to Carrie. Carrie um, has on... Carrie has on a video gaming device. Um, she's a professional video gamer. A lot of people don't know this. Um, and so, so she's going to uh, Warcon. Um, and she'll be competing with, uh, with a team of pregnant women um, from mm -hmm. suburban Baltimore. Um, so, yeah. Um, but Carrie... 
talk to us a little bit about your life and 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 we need to tell people that you might not be able to make it to the end of this thing because you potentially could pop out a child at any given moment. Um, well, I'm really hoping she comes soon, but, um, you know, who knows? Um, so anyway, uh, I'm married. Uh, I've been married for a little over a year. Um, my husband's also an Egypt Reform member, though he is not active on Facebook, like, at all. So I usually do, I usually get him to, like, I tell him what his reviews have. <coughs> um, <laughs> he's very bad at them, and that's okay. Um so anyway, I have two dogs, and as Paul mentioned, I am 38 weeks pregnant. Um, so hopefully popping this kid out anytime soon, 19 days and counting. Um, <clears throat> so I will be off the grid for a little while after the kid comes. Um, I guess, I don't know, I'm a software engineer. Uh, I am not a professional gamer, though I do like to play video games. Uh, I don't know. What's, the, what's pretty... the difference between a, a professional and what you do, though? I program. I don't actually play games. I actually like. I actually program a. Um, she makes a. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm but you play. Trying to no, really figure out a way to describe this. Basically, it's a Wi-Fi locator. Um, right. But no, 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 military. Back up. So, so. Yeah. What I'm saying is, is that you play video games, right? I, I do. Okay. So, what's the difference between you and a professional video gamer? Is my point. Right? I don't get paid for it. Yeah, neither do they. Right? <laughs> well, sometimes. They get like a lifetime. <laughs> let's be honest. What they get is like a lifetime supply of Mountain Dew. You know. Dude, make... some of those guys on Twitch. I don't know. Yeah, some of them StarCraft guys make like, you know, two million bucks a year. Two, it's crazy. Two million bucks a year. My, my kids watch people play video games all day long. They oh, watch my husband does too. Play Minecraft. That could be... Uh, that, long. That could yeah. that could mean that your kids are the reason that we're gonna fail as a society. Truthfully, no shit. Yeah. You're telling me. <laughs> um, so Carrie, um, so how long have you known your husband? I've known my husband for eight years. Um, we met in college um, at UMBC. Uh, we started dating uh, a little over four years ago. Um, and then we got married in Tulum, Mexico, um, last September. Okay. And were you an art student or no? No, my, uh, I have my bachelor's in information systems and my master's in information assurance. So I do like cybersecurity and that kind of stuff. Okay. So it's hard to say that that would be a lot of fun. But she's like Jack Bauer is basically what she's saying. Okay, I, I got except you. I don't kill people or hit people or I just find bad guys. That's you know what, what I do. You know what's actually the the funniest thing? Because how long were you an Ethan performer before you came on staff? Because you were probably our, you were probably our quickest hire ever. Um, yep, I was. Um, it was six months because so I I joined in December of 2015. Um, I became the little ninja around all the Facebook yeah. groups, um, yeah. probably within a month. Yeah. Um, and then while I was doing group coaching for three months with Sarah, and then um, you messaged me, it was like, I don't know, June 8th or something like that. And uh, I've no, been doing... Well, I was in Mexico or Disney or something, and I'm like, finally, yes! yes. Well, and I was, yeah, it was, it was... 
I was like, crazy. I was like, hey, we need a ninja. You seem to be a ninja. And like, <laughs> like, you know, like Brad was saying, she's and, Jack Bauer. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's how everybody gets reviews now. Okay. Yeah. I schedule all that stuff. So now Victoria Kaysen is, is asking Jordy, who's your footy team? Um, well, technically I would say I've I've barracked for Carlton, but I don't really follow the footy so much anymore. I follow, uh, football, soccer more. What's the difference? I I thought, I I thought the footy team would be the football team. Um, well, football is what you guys call soccer. Yeah. And footy is AFL, Aussie rules football, which no one else in the world plays and is possibly one of the silliest games <laughs> play really? with a with shape ball like you guys play american football but wow. very very different how's it different from so rugby I've always, it all the time. I've always kind of wondered like how that differs from rugby well the the biggest difference is probably that in footy they actually kick the ball with their feet so it should be called football yeah. rugby should be called football because they throw the damn thing yeah Do you um know- you probably don't know this, but like virtually every college punter is formerly an Australian rules football. Like, like they're like growing on trees left and right down here. And what's funny is, is they're not like the the wimp punters that used to exist. They're actually used to actually hitting someone. And so you will see one of those guys just light somebody up and it just blows you away every now and again. But so there you go. So now I learned something. Do you have a couple questions? Do you want to, before they get buried, Patricia Martin? Yeah. um, Where do I get my sacks? Wherever they're on sale. Really, literally. Every store I go into, I check the sacks, men's and women's. And wherever they're on sale, I grab a cute and then she's also asking, what's the max number of F-bombs per call ever used? Um, we kind of went away from F-bombs recently just because it, it was getting a little excessive. I remember, well, the big one was the, was the open from last year where, um, you know, every year doing the CrossFit open, there's a bunch of judgmental people that say, you know, that wasn't a real bar muscle up, you know. You didn't do it at 90 degree angle and all this other type of stuff. And, and it just, it just always seems to me that for people that are new to exercise. So that one went pretty crazy. So that was probably the one with the most. And so, you know, staff is totally talking smack to each other. You see guys in the background who can't see the screen. No, we have a little chat box. Is that is that why somebody was like hammering like a woodpecker in the background yeah, earlier? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got we you. We are who called us Chicago suburb accent? Amy said I have a Chicago suburb accent. Yeah, which no. means that which means that you do not have a Chicago accent, right? Just, I'm okay with that. The Bears. The Chicago suburb. That's all I say every time. Dicka. <laughs> Oh, the other thing about Carrie, I just want to mention really quick, is she was, because just some of our members can relate to what it's like, she really dove in, and yeah, she joined group group coaching right away, which she hit, like, dove into her macros, like, full-fledged, I'm just going to go with my plan, 
and and do it, do my pattern, and she rocked it. Yeah, I, I mean, was I was actually doing keto um, the day before I joined ETP, and immediately switched over to my goal macros the second I um I jumped into group coaching. Well, I remember I was you. just like, you know what, Great, we'll do it, and uh, I actually uh, gained eight pounds of muscle mass in three months of group coaching. And yeah. you got and you it's got pregnant, remarkable. right? Like you do and credit, pre- yeah. And uh, it it rebalanced my hormones to the point where my doctor said that I probably would not have gotten pregnant as fast um, if it weren't for ETP. The first ETP form baby. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. All right, so we've taken an hour to get through five people. All right, so Lindsay, Lindsay is OG to the to the max like virtually been around longer than anybody else um I used to be on Google Hangouts with Lindsay because we had we had a lot of classes similar to what we have now but there was nobody in them other than Lindsay and I yeah so that from hotel vacation Paul was on vacation and yeah just the kids are out running around yeah it's kind of funny because, you know, if you look back at that time, um, certainly what we were doing was a little bit more information, you know, mm-hmm. um, and and support and kind of talking people through things. And then when you look at what we do now with trend sheets and group coaching, it's a lot more personalized experience. Way more hands-on, way more hands-on than we were in the beginning. But don't you think, don't you think, don't you think that, um, I think the nature of every business is to kind of find its groove. And sometimes when you find your groove, you lose a lot of the people. I think a lot of the people early on where we just sold like just tons and tons of memberships and books and stuff like this, people really like the idea of getting out the information, but not necessarily, you know, um, walking through the trial and error and, and, and taking it in from a patient standpoint. Right. Oh, I think early on people, yeah, we don't have a lot of the same folks that we did three and a half years ago for sure. Well, cause everybody wanted us to do it for them and now, but differently, like now we do it in a different way and help guide them like step-by-step step, where before it was like, okay, well, I'm going to do whatever I want with it. And then people would just, I don't know, no accountability. We didn't have as much checks and balances as we do now to make sure that people are moving in the right direction. And then we encourage people to, to actually ask questions now to try to help them as opposed to people just being, you know, whatever, reading a book and then just putting the book aside, like every bedside table that everybody reads. That's not how it is anymore. Yeah, no. And that's, it's, no, it's gotten so much more successful and so many more people are finding success. I don't believe that I am, you know, just to give you guys some idea what's going on in the background. So, um, so I'm being referred to as Carlton Banks. Um, you know, um, I, I feel like that is not representative of who I am. You know, it's disrespectful of, of Lindsay's story. Right. You know, um, cause now, yeah, we were talking about all these great things that was going on with Lindsay and the impressions that she's made on people in their lives and stuff over the course of four years, you know, 
Um, and now all of a sudden, you know, it's pot shots at Paul time. Um, no, no. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Paul. Yeah. But, um, you know, what, what I think is kind of interesting, too, because I remember last year, um, right around this time, we started doing like the daily. Um, and, and I remember we were doing uh, body weight stuff. And I did dragon flags and you were like, yeah, I did 87 dragon flags today. Um, in my office, in a law firm. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's pretty funny. Um, I mean, do, don't you feel like, because, you know, a big part of, because you were a swimmer, right? If, if I'm, yeah. So, so you're, you're kind of naturally athletic person. And so. I'm like house, so I had to do something different after swimming. I don't know though. I mean, like, like. I've always felt like you are really confident in your skin, right? Um, and when you, but don't you feel like, don't you feel like your story is representative of like a strong percentage of eco performers? I think that there's a lot of, you know, I can only speak for women. I think there's a lot of us that were younger athletes in our like younger years from I was till I was like six to 16 competed. Um, and then kind of, you kind of don't know what to do next. And then you start getting into fitness and trying a million different things just because you've always kind of done stuff and you feel like crap when you don't do stuff and then kind of fitting in a box or trying to fit in a box and no box really quite fits you when you're kind of naturally more athletic. So you're a little bigger than, you know, most chicks or the ones that you see in all the fitness things, the things that were fitness, you know, when I was growing up, I'll be 39 next week. So it's that kind of generation where it was, you know, the Weight Watchers and all those commercials. And that just didn't work either. If you tried to, you know, lift or do anything athletic, I think we, um, as a group and a lot of our clients represent that that's really not what things are about anymore. It's not about so, hitting this box. So now, um, do you have kids? Are you married? Um, yeah, two girls. I'm in my 12, my daughter turned 12 on Friday. I'm in her room, hence the crap. And an eight-year-old girl, two girls, they're at my dad's tonight. Um, I've been with my husband since I was 20. So we're going on almost 19 years. So um, here, do, but, but, hold on one second, though, because I want to get into that a little bit, right? So <laughs> so your husband has been into you since you were 20 years old, right? Mm -hmm. And how, you know, how old was he at the time? 21, 22. And how old, how old are you now? I'll be 39 next week. He turned 40 in May. Yeah. So, but, and were you a version of what you are now? Totally. I look, yeah. Yes. Yeah. See, I, that, that's what I think is, is interesting, you know, and that's why I'm kind of exploring that, that line of questioning. Just because I think there's so many people that my wife always jokes that, she could have short hair. She could have long hair. She could, you know, wear dresses. She could wear yoga pants. It doesn't matter. Whatever it is, I'm going to be into it, you know? And I think that there's like, I think that's representative of your relationship as well, right? And it's representative of a lot of relationships where guys are, are into their ladies, you know? And 
I know that there's a lot of people that aren't like that and still kind of looking for those types of things. But I feel like your attitude sort of represents how you attract someone like that for life, right? Uh, I think that if you're if you try to be if you're constantly trying to improve yourself in ways that um, and not in, and I think in a relationship, I don't know. I mean, we're successful for us. What works for us may not work for others. But I think that when um, you keep an open line of communication, you which, you know, sometimes it's not like when your your kids are one years old and you hate the world because you're irritated because you have no sleep and everything else. I mean, it waxes and wanes. But when you also have similar goals and you have uh, things that you can do together, like we do CrossFit together or we live together, we have something else to talk about besides our kids and work and life stresses. And if you have a confidence to know that, you know, I'm a good wife and a good mom and if you can't figure that out, well, that's not going to be my problem. Yeah, you're like, I mean, that is the other thing that's cool about you is that, that you are very matter of fact, right? That. That's putting it. Yeah. I've tried, I've tried to learn to filter. My husband always said you have no filter. It's gotten better. I mean, I work in a corporate office for all very religious people. And then there's me that has a gutter mouth, like nobody's business, but I've managed to make that work for 14 years at the same place. So I think if you just are who you are and, um, I'm with Lindsay on that. I love that. I can't, you know, I, I was fortunate to learn it younger probably, you know, in my twenties and more comfortable as I get older, but I don't have the time to be somebody that I'm not or for somebody else because it's not, it's not worth it. And it, it's not good to teach my kids that, you know, I have two girls. And well, and whether, to... whether you're male or female, I think that's like the sexiest thing on the planet, right? Like this, mm-hmm. you know, the, the most attractive thing, you know, male or female is, is confidence and being comfortable in your own skin, you know? And it's not thing for people to find. Well, and I think really- that, I think if you and I think if you at your body type and your athleticism tried to be a size you know minus ten you know that that you would just be frustrated as hell for your whole life right um, and so yeah <laughs> there's so much going on I wish you guys could see all of it but um, all right so we'll get. We'll get moving because obviously some people have bedtimes and, and things of this nature. Yes. Um, so Janice, Janice has come on. She was GC um, for a long time. Sarah and I worked with her. Um, we loved her spirit. We thought that yes. um, she would be a great addition to the overall morale and, um, you know, I think a lot of people focus on kind of the macro piece and don't focus on the the the, the fun and soul. Yeah, 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 like soul. soul that's a great. That's when a great. When I think of Janice, to... yeah, when I think of Janice, I think of the soul of it, like what you yes. what's really going on. Yes. So Janice, talk like tell people what you do in the daytime. Oh, you're muted. Oh, you're muted. You gotta unmute yourself. See, it is like a group coaching call. Yeah, it's exactly <laughs> like a group coaching call. Yeah, she's still muted. Oh, oh snap. We're keeping Janice. We might ha- Ooh, talk. No. no. This is making for a really shitty podcast. 
No. Oh, we can go pick on her. No, Dude, just... We can learn to carry while Janice works on her audio. I will, but I, I was saying it just from the perspective of when you listen to a podcast <laughs> and then no one can hear anything. You know, it's fine. It's fine. I wasn't. I wasn't being mean to Janice. All right. She, can you hear me now? We can hear you. Yes. yes. Yay. I know, I look absolutely ridiculous, but I'm okay with that. Awesome. Since no one can see me, really. Yeah, well, there you go. So, as people are leaving, new people are coming on, and and so... Uh, so, so, so. <laughs> Alright, you're doing the Brad Dieter heavy breathing. Maybe looks really excited. <laughs> yeah, Brad, Brad loves to do heavy breathing, because he lifts. So, Janice, during the daytime, what do you do? Okay, so uh, during the daytime, I work as an office assistant for um, Baltimore City, and I work with low-income families, and I also do writing, and I make jewelry, and I you know, got a lot of side hustles going on. Um, I used to be a musician, and during the rest of the time, I ETP my ass off. So now, what kind of musician, though? Uh, what did... I was a singer. I was a singer for um, a little over thirty years. And yeah. so, what was what was your go to? You would end the show on. Give give us that song. Well, it all it all depended what band I was uh, singing with. Uh, I did a lot of uh, lead vocals and I did a lot of backup vocals, but it all depended um, who I was singing with. I mean, if I was singing with the jazz group. It could be anything from um, In the Still of the Night to a Stevie Wonder Superstitious song. So, sing it right now. Yeah, you gotta sing us something. <laughs> Come on, right? you gotta sing something right now. A it's been bit. a long time. All right, fine. So, um, okay, so how many episodes have you seen of The Wire? Um, I've watched the whole thing, yeah. Now, I wasn't born and raised in, in Baltimore. I actually was born and raised in New York. I thought you were going to say that you were born and raised in West Philadelphia. No, no, that was Mike. That was Mike. He was born. <laughs> I, I don't know no, why, but I, I think that's like the best I was born in New York. Don't take it, Denise. Don't take it. Give it back. That's right. So you're, you're Puerto Rican, right? Yes, I am. And one hundred percent. And you're from New York, right? Oh, big shocker, right? Could not, I, could not be more cliche, right? I know. Um, and I lived in the and I lived in the Bronx and I lived in Long Island, so that's pretty much where you find most Puerto Ricans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty typical. Pretty typical. It's it's so funny though, like when you look at kind of the you know, I was watching this um thing on HBO or, or no it was Netflix where it was talking about the origins of hip hop and stuff like that and just so many things come from New York and, and make a big impression so you know I think that that's kind of cool I mean is it was it difficult going from New York to Baltimore I think it was um, because well we went from having a lot of family around and with a lot of Latino families, you know, you are very close to the people, you know, to your family members. And then when you move away, it's like, 
you kind of miss all that closeness with, you know, about 20, 30 people. Yeah. And so then it becomes just a smaller group of family. Um, but I've, I've, you know, my mom moved out here and my brother and his wife live out here, like very close. So my immediate family is very close, but I, I do miss a lot of my family that are other places. I do think of like New York from that perspective, right? Where, you know, it is, it is, there's a ton of people. It's kind of like the rat race, but it's also, you know, when you live in one neighborhood, you know, there's a, a closeness to that neighborhood and you can get around much easier with transit and stuff like that than you can in say, you know, I don't know, like rural Chicago, something like that. Um, Terrible. <laughs> I don't right. even know if she, see? Whatever. No, she I wasn't even paying attention. She's like drinking wine. She's you know moved on. What is wrong with someone that is? Like, I just have to ignore him. Because yeah. if I respond, then I'm a spaz. I'm going to have to. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to. I think that it should become a drinking game, Sarah. Uh, Every time he talks about you being from Rural Shot, you take a drink of your wine. Yeah. That, that might help. I think. <laughs> Janice, <laughs> Janice, you get a gold star. Yeah. Thank you. All right. So, Carrie, um, Carrie's actually one of the newer people that has started working with us. She's similar to the other Carrie. That's Carrie with a K. This is Carrie with a C. Yeah, we have two Carries, and they both work as trend sheet ninjas, right? Um, yeah. So what team are you on, Carrie? I'm on Team Jack. Okay. Um, so... Janice, I'm gonna have to ask you to take off the thing and quit Darth Vadering us. Oh, am, am I Darth Vader? I am your father. Sorry, I will, I will move it up so that you guys can't hear my heavy there breathing. You go. Yeah, that's okay because Brad does it too. So, so Carrie, where where are you from? Uh, I am from Indiana. Okay. I don't think we have anyone from Indiana. You know, what part of Indiana? Chicago's kind of close. Actually, yeah. sir, well, I'm from um, the region. I'm from South Bend. Okay. Now I live north of Indianapolis. David! Nice. South oh my Bend. god, I have a friend who lives in South Bend. How small is South Bend? So Midwest represent 200 school in the Chicago suburbs. I don't know. I'm still not. I'm still not buying it. Are we taking I, over the podcast? <laughs> but I do. I do actually believe that Carrie lives in the Chicago suburbs for sure. Yeah, there's no question to me. Um, oh, oh, she yeah. lives in a different state. Okay. No, no, she's fine. She's fine. You know, she's closer than you are. I live in the state that Chicago is in. Yeah. So uh, hey, I'm in the suburbs with chickens. Yeah, I live out in the country in the suburbs. See, but that's see, that's to me, that's you being honest, right? That's you speaking the truth, and then Sarah's kind of being a little deceitful in the fact that she's actually not. I said from... there's cows. What do you want? I smell manure when I drive my kids to school. It is still a freaking suburb of Chicago. So now when I they hear go, cows. now when your kids go to school, I mean, I don't want to make this all about Sarah, but when your kids go to school, um. Do they have like a, a first through twelfth grade school? You know where there's only no, like there's, sure as heck don't. there's only like eight people in the school. No, it's not Little House on the Prairie, Paul. Okay, I know that's what you. <laughs> I remember it being really. 
I remember it being really windy, you know, because it just wasn't like trees. Yeah, guess stuff. what? Windy city Chicago. <laughs> no, no, no. You set yourself up for that. No, no, I'm. Windy city Chicago. No, it's 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 more windy, kind of in the same way that Kansas is windy, because there isn't <laughs> anything there. You know what I mean? Like exactly. they just take a drink, Sarah. Yeah. So take a drink, Sarah. Enjoy yourself. You know what? Thank you. Thank you, Amy. <laughs> so South Bend, are you a Golden Domer? Are you big time Notre Dame? Um, actually, I grew up about 15 minutes from the Notre Dame campus. And whenever there was a football game, we couldn't leave the house because there was so much traffic. But I'm not a big Notre Dame fan. Everybody from back home is, but I don't care. Okay, so so what's your what's your flavor? What are things that you do for fun? Um, let's see. I don't know. I have three kids. I've been married forever. Um, I do CrossFit. Wait. So hold um, on. Hold on one second. <laughs> yeah. So what you seem to be implying is that you make children for fun. <laughs> oh, hey, oh, so Paul, you don't know this. Okay. So um. We're very fertile. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> well, this podcast is taking a very interesting very turn. Very different turn. So the um, we had our oldest daughter when I was uh, I wasn't quite twenty, um, and she was the first time we ever did anything together. Wow! Oh my gosh! <laughs> Using protection, and then the next one, we I was on birth control, but we still had her. Oh and God. then the last one, I was on birth control, and my husband had had a vasectomy, and we still had the last one. Oh man! Oh my God! You're, you're killing me, man. The uh, that, <laughs> that's scaring the heck out of me, me right there. Right? Yeah. Because uh, I've had yeah. a, I've had a vasectomy, so um, a child. <laughs> A child, a child, a child would change to play the lottery or something. Good lord! A child would ruin my life. But yeah, like, like lottery. Yeah, I'm lucky. That's crazy. Yeah, but but the fertile thing seems to be kind of a combination of two people. You know what I mean? Like, um, not 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 <laughs> more. What did David what? say? Oh my God. Who else is fertile? Well, I I don't know that I don't know that we want to go there. I, I wouldn't even know because no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so so we're 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 gonna move on just to just to you know so the HR department doesn't get too squirrely. Um, <laughs> So, Amy, you also have been relatively new. Um, a lot of people know Amy because um, on the main page, you know, she wrote, you know, an article on kind of self-sabotage and things like this. Um, in real life, you're, you're a counselor, right? And you walk yep, people through kind of difficult things. And so um, a lot of times if people are really struggling from a mindset standpoint, Amy's been really super helpful. So talk to us a little bit about what you do other than all of those other things, right? All of those other things. Um, well, I am a nerd at heart. I mean, I got into what I do for a living because I'm incredibly curious. In fact, 
I'm going to give this to the people that can see the video. Otherwise, I will read it to them. I don't think anybody, for like no, five one, seconds. no one will really be able to see anything. The only thing people that will see it is us. Okay. I was at a store today and I found the perfect thing to hang on my wall that describes me. Blessed are the curious, for they shall have adventures. And so <laughs> that's, that's me in a nutshell is that I'm very curious and I want to know everything there is to know about people, which some people might call that nosy, but I just call that curious. Um, so, okay. But here's what I want to know. So in terms of school, right? Yeah. You, you say that you're a nerd. I think most of us probably feel that we're a little nerdy, right? We work for kind of a science-based approach to... Um, nutrition but what was your high school life like you know because I think of my kids <laughs> okay when I tell my kids all I, the time you know they're like oh I feel like a nerd I'm like nerds like rule the world I don't know if you realize this but so what was yeah. your high school life oh, like <laughs> okay so my high school I went to a very small private high school here in Champaign Illinois where I currently live which is not rural either, by the way. No, that's a that's um, that's a I, suburb. Wait, that that's a if if Sarah lives in a suburb, Champaign is definitely a suburb of Chicago. Tommy wants to go to U of I. No, it's not. I'm like two hours Amy. away. Okay. Yeah. I'm coming to visit her. We're gonna do a podcast at Amy's house one day. Yeah. Yes, we will. So, but I went to a very small private high school in Champaign, and prior to that, just to give you a backstory as to what my high school years were like, because this is this will give you the idea of my of my nerdiness. In seventh grade, seventh grade, I decided that I was going to be valedictorian in my class. Wow! Like I was like, that's what I'm going to do, and I did it. Wow! <laughs> but it was a small class. Still, it was my goal. I made it. It was all good. So I was definitely the kid that, like, everybody else hated because they were like, she breaks the curve. Um, because she only had to kill three people. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so, so that was high school for me. The cool part was, was that I hugged, like, because it was small and it was a pretty competitive school, like, we were all kind of nerdy. So, like, we all kind of, like, pushed each other in that way. Well, so and, like, you pushed those like, other kids into a tractor. Right? So that's how you ended up being valedictorian. See, that's what David was saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so exactly. when you're pushy, you actually mean like really pushy. <laughs> you know? I was going to do the right. same thing, but I had to kill like a thousand people. Yeah, that, that would have been yeah, problematic yeah. from my standpoint, too. My, my senior class was uh, 1,700 people. So. Yeah, see, I, I would have definitely not have been able to meet my goal at that point though i did tell people and and i do believe this is true even with my small class is that and because we would talk you know i mean as kids do of course we would compare like our act scores because you know we're all wanting to get into college and i'm like guys you understand that most of you have a higher act than i do so in in that regard i was like you know i just worked my ass off <laughs> Yeah. You know, um, and I think it, I think it served me fairly well. I, I don't think, I, like. I think only smart people think that everyone compares their ACT. 
I don't know about you guys, but I did not compare my ACT. Um, I need to take that. I compared my I best one. I, I compared my best one, um, but I didn't compare all of them, right? So. But I think that's really cool, Amy, because, I mean, that comes, that the whole idea of working hard for what it is that you want, even though you, you know, you compared your ACT scores with other people, you saw that by hard work, you were able to achieve more than they had achieved. And so I think that's really special. That makes you really special. Did I get did I somber everybody up? I'm sorry. Yeah, you did, man. Wow, <laughs> I was I was talking about how she was a killer and stuff like this, and now now I gotta I need a I need a tissue. Um, <laughs> wow. No, it's, it's so that was my schooling experience. No, that's cool. That's cool. So did you play high school band? I mean, I think you know my daughter. She's in high school band with all the other nerds, and I'm like, that's exactly where I want you. So I was like in uh, like similar class, but like not band. I was in orchestra. Okay, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yes. What's wrong with band? They, I did band. I played sports. No, band's really cool, but like we didn't have small school. We didn't have that type of thing. So like I had to go and do like the community orchestra, like in like just the city. Yeah. Um, and it was, I mean, it was fun. Like, I mean, I had, I had a blast. But yeah. When I think of the band, okay, so I think of the band going to sporting events. Like when you were in the band, Carrie, you know, did you like going to sporting events and playing for, you know, your teams and school spirit and stuff? Nah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I would have rather been playing the sport rather than playing the instrument. Really? But that was me. Yeah. My daughter. You play the French horn. <laughs> my daughter has a hate hate relationship with the sporting events, right? Oh, really? Yeah. Like she she well, first of all, she complains about being made to do it, right? Um, it's part of your grade. <laughs> well, but I I just think I just think it's the fun part, right? Where you get to <coughs> have school spirit. She was. Um, part of the band and, and they had, you know, they went to state tournament for volleyball. I thought that would be kind of cool. You know, she like complained most of the time. She's, she's a freshman too. Um, she did bring up a really good suggestion. I think everyone here could agree to with this. If the band has to go to the football teams games and the volleyball teams and basketball, shouldn't those teams have to go to a band concert once a year. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Like, I mean, just as a show of thank you guys, right? Yeah. I, I, I love that. Yeah. I thought as that was a cool. Parent, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. But, It'd be nice. But I love I being. They, I love being a band parent. Yeah. yeah. They put in a lot of work. Those kids put in a lot of hours. We're talking. Leave for school at 6 a.m., not come home till 9 p.m. because of marching band. Yeah. Marching band. Oh, my God. My kid did um, the state fair marching band competition. Like, start, it was like 60 teams, and they made it into the Sweet 16. It was all day, and they worked months to do it. Gotcha. It was crazy. Mm -hmm. All right. So we, we're pretty close to 
trying to end this. Um, we've got a couple people that that people haven't met. So David, David's also been with us for a very long time. You had a blog. Do you still update your blog, or or that's kind of a thing from the past? Yeah, I kind of died. <laughs> yeah, you pretty much just like dove into the ETP thing, and you know. Um, so what do you? Too much do? travel, too much kid, too much everything else. Something had to die. Absolutely. So you're from Dallas, right? Yes. It, suburb. Okay. <laughs> so what suburb of Dallas are you from? I'm in Forney, so it's fairly small. It's more of an exurb than a suburb, but okay. I think we do actually touch Dallas somewhere. Okay. Uh, I'm about 25, about 20, about 20 miles east of downtown Dallas. So I'm not super far out, but um, my ha my, I live in a subdivision, but my subdivision is completely surrounded by cattle pastures at the moment. So my first 10 mile drive into work on two lane country highway. So now would you, if someone said you live in a rural town, would that bother you? Would that be something that, that would destroy who you are as a human being? another stuffed taco while you're trying to talk trash okay yeah. i walk away for two seconds <laughs> she's she's got a stuffed taco she's got a stuffed taco with italian peppers and ground turkey i i don't i we gotta rename this because i don't think it's a taco it's mex italian mex italian taco okay i, I don't think so See, it, it depends on how you it depends on how you want to define rural i mean my entire subdivision is surrounded by cattle pastures but my wife teaches at the high school that's a minute and a half drive from the house and if i go three minutes down the two-lane highway i'm at the kroger that has three full-time sushi chefs and pasta bar and a salad bar and you can buy furniture there but would it bother you you know what i mean like would it hurt theater. you as a person if i said that you live in a rural town oh that'd be awesome yeah so now you, you, you travel for work quite a bit right um yeah it always seems like you're traveling for work what do you do it seems to be it seems to be increasing between between the middle of august and two weeks ago i was gone 12 out of 14 weeks so now you have a crossfit game shirt on do you have a crossfit background because i when i think of you i think mostly lifting yeah i finished in the i finished the uh, 43rd of the crossfit games last year i didn't do too well yeah, yeah, you're you're really hoping to kind of up your stock this year. Yeah, were you, maybe forty two. Were you uh, masters or? or oh, I was, it was no, just regular. It's between. I'm not going to compete in the masters, but I thought that'd be too easy. So I'm like, yeah, you know. So you or Dan Bailey? I mean, just give us a straight straight shooter. No, basically, I do good to do three or four burpees without a heart attack. Yeah, so. So now, this is actually the this is actually the shirt that our gym did. See, uh, I was I was actually I was setting you up for just destroying yeah. Dan Bailey. You know what I mean? Like Dan me Bailey, Danny, me and Danny Broflex, we're similar. Dan, Dan doesn't hold a candle to me. You know that would that would have been the best. <laughs> you know, Dan Bailey's like <laughs> watching this, going, "Who is this guy? He didn't come for the forty third. <laughs> No, I did my my uh, my background is CrossFit. That's what I did the first 
two years. I started in January. I started in January of 2014. I was about 283 pounds at that point. Yeah. And literally, literally could not do the 400 meter run without breaking it up into about six segments. Yeah. So. Yeah. Your practice pictures, David, are one of the most memorable. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, a lot of times, you know, people think of what, you know, the ideal image that you always see on the internet and stuff like that and don't realize, you know, I mean, I've talked about this, I've made blog posts about it, but I had a heart attack scare when I was 37. So like, you know, being eight packed up, you know, isn't necessarily the goal, you know, and I think yeah. when you look at, you know, doing stuff, being healthy, that that's a big thing. Well, I had, I flew, to, I took my first business trip to London in October of 2013 and, you know, barely could fit in the <laughs> airplanes. I couldn't fit in the airplane seats without hanging over the armrest on both sides. And then when I got there, the, uh, from where you actually had to park your car to the exhibit hall was a mile walk. And then, you know, another quarter of a mile into your exhibit booth. And uh, I was there with two other guys who were not athletes by any stretch of the imagination. And they would have to stop every couple hundred feet to wait for me to catch up. And all I had was just a, you know, a 15 pound shoulder bag that I was carrying with me. And literally the last day, they dropped me off at the front gate. I'm like, just drop me off at the front gate. Y'all go park the car. Let me get a head start. So they dropped me off at the front gate, parked the car, and I walked into the exhibit hall. And as I turned the corner, they were about 30 yards ahead of me. And I was like, never, never again. If I get sent to this hole, to this show, this is never going to happen again. And so my wife right about that time started CrossFit. And then two months later, I was like, all right. I, you know, I, I don't do cardio, but I like lifting weights and I'm not going to go out and run for 45 minutes, but I can lift weights faster. So, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Cardio. Oh, look, uh, weights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, CrossFit, don't, but, but, you know, don't you think CrossFit that one of the, to, don't you think that one of the advantages to eat to perform is that there's a lot of people similar to you, right? So we have you know a number of coaches. Um, many people have stories similar to yours. Some people, you know, obviously don't. And then you know they have their little people, right? And you know, it you can find your your um, niche or people who have been on the journey before you did, so they can kind of share their experience. I think that that's. That's probably well, been and one I of think, the coolest things. I think my, mine's probably, you know, fairly typical of of a lot of people that eat to perform in that, you know, I started at 283 pounds and flat out just went from nothing, like literally six days a week, I had breakfast, lunch, and dinner was through a drive-thru and nothing but sodas and sweet tea. Um, if I drank water, it was because I was drowning. Um and then I, I literally on January 2nd went to grilled chicken, vegetables. I cut out all fast food. I didn't have fast food for five months. Um, cut out all soft drinks, cut out all sweetened drinks. Um, 
and, you know, dropped a bunch of weight, but at the same time I got stronger because, you know, I came from, you know, we had just bought a two-story house and walking up the stairs, I got winded. So, you know, when you start lifting, of course, you're going to start, you know, increasing your lifts. And yeah. so I got to, I got to, you know, July, August, and, you know, I taken my deadlift from 250 when I started up to 335. <laughs> And then by, you know, but I stopped losing weight. So I cut my calories back further. I was right, already so you started carbs, eating, so you started I cut, eating. My, cut my calories. Down, so I cut my calories down <laughs> even further. And you know, by September, I was at 75% of my one rep maxes, all my lifts that I had in July. Right. Because, because. By the end of the year, I was like, this sucks. I can't, I can't do this anymore. And I talked to a friend of mine. He was like, what's your got to perform? So I just, I started December 1st of 2013, uh, 2014. And not not following the program he just kind of told me the idea so i, I kind of figured out my macros using the calculator and bumped up my jump straight from about 1700 calories to about 2400 calories and within two weeks i was back at 100 percent of my lifts so i joined each reform yeah and within two months i had broken all my prs from the previous summer several times yeah i was like cool. okay yeah because a lot of times you know when people you know amazingly enough when you're eating fast food three times a day and drinking lots of soda and you stop doing that, you lose a lot of weight. But then what ends up happening after that is people try to then, you know, just eat less chicken and kale and that's not as good a solution right. that was as, exactly the, as the previous one. So, so at, you know, at 240 pounds doing CrossFit four days a week and our CrossFit, we actually lift, I mean, we lift heavy. We'll lift at, you know, 70 to, to 90% of our one rep max and then we'll do CrossFit wide. So we had, we had heavy strength workouts. Our, uh, our CrossFit gym owner is actually a, a former power lifter and high school strength coach and, He's an underground strength coach, so he's very much into the heavy lifting. Yeah. Um, so we would do that before CrossFit. Well, our gym, and, our gym yeah, used try to do that at 240 pounds on 1,700 calories. Yeah, our gym used to yeah. do that um, before they realized that uh, there was no money in it, <laughs> and then then <laughs> the 30 minute wads came, um, and and that's pretty much been the story for a long time. But there is, you know, enough of a variety with open gyms and now there's lift club and stuff like that. So, you know, yeah, well, that's why I ended up putting a gym in my home uh, at home in February is just to increase my lifting. You know, when you go, when you do bench press every Monday and then you can't make two Mondays out of the month, you know, benching twice a month isn't going to exactly get you anywhere. Yeah. So I put in a gym at home to do the accessory work. And now that's, you know, 95% of my workouts is at home. I have a free membership to the CrossFit gym still, so I can go up there if I do want to go work out. But I went once this month, and that was for Saturday because they did pancakes. So well, there you go. <laughs> All I right, went for the so, pancakes. So yeah. I think the so most people do know Brad, and Brad's actually no, Brad's still here. Um, so the only two that we need to get on is Gina and Jen, and there Dr. is Abs. there is an open spot. What now? I said Dr. Abs. Yep. Where is Dr. Abs? Um, well, Dr. Abs, I feel like everyone sort of knows Dr. Abs. You know, it's sort yeah. of, um, but if Dr. Abs, if Dr. Abs wants to steal Jen or Gina's spot, um, 
he certainly can. But Gina, my dog just puked all over. So Gina. <coughs> okay. So Gina. What happened during the staff meeting? What now? Said somebody's dog puking sounds like something that would happen during a staff meeting. Whose dog doesn't puke? Right? Right. My dog probably pukes three, four times a month. Oh my gosh. I'm trying to eat a baked taco. It's yellow. <laughs> yeah. It's it, it's actually sort of the color of your baked taco. No. Isn't it real? It's kind of funny that we started the podcast an hour and 40 minutes ago and Sarah had started her first taco. I know. Because it's been so long that I got four in. Oh, wow. Yeah. A lot of beans, let me tell you. Uh huh. All right, Dr. Abs, you ready to close the show here? Brad just, or April just jumped on too. April jumped on too? I heard April. I saw her. It's like eleven o'clock at night in April's land. I I I just envision April to be asleep right now. What I if need, I need some of that wine? I need some of that wine Sarah's drinking. What if? Here you go. Here you go, April. Wait I got second. you covered. So what that's if, like a that's like a goblet. It is. It is. It's she's Isn't it wonderful. She's got like a pimp goblet. So, <laughs> April. Um, I think the best way to do this. Would be if April were. Um, we can't see your face, April. But April would be sleep go to meeting us, right? <laughs> so so she's actually asleep because April goes to bed at like eight o'clock, right? I mean, when we used to do like the Monday night um, podcast, it was basically just April yawning for an hour, you know. <laughs> what, a lot. what time do you go to bed, April? Come on, you know you go to bed early. You, you... Around, around nine, I usually start turning into a pumpkin around 9.30. 9, 9.30. Eastern time. Definitely Eastern time, yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, let's just say April is jacked, so she wants to go to bed at 7 p.m. <laughs> yeah. Whose phone was that? I mean, that was the loudest phone ever. I, that's what I was thinking. That was probably Dr. Abs. Um, mm -hmm. He's always causing yep. trouble. So, so most people know April from the Monday podcast. They also know her from day one of, of Eat the Form. And there goes another phone. Um, oh, snap. So, April, can you tell everybody where you're from? Because you're from, well, you live in Raleigh now, right? Yeah, I'm from North Carolina. Yeah. I think it's cooler to say that you're from Fayetteville. Well, yeah, from Fayetteville, yeah. Actually, actually I grew up in a very small country town outside of Fayetteville. Oh, really? I don't know if you knew that. I haven't always lived, I did not always live in Fayetteville. I did not know that. But I do think of you, you know, I don't actually, you know, it's funny because I kind of tease you about the accent a little bit and stuff like that. Just because, you know, I, I love Southern accents just because I'm from the South. Um, but I don't think of you as country. I think of you, I, I don't think of North Carolina as country. You know, most of my experiences with 
with North Carolina is there's big cities everywhere. There's Raleigh, right? Charlotte. Um, That's two. Two. <laughs> no, what are you trying to say? <laughs> no, but April, help me. Help me. There's a lot of big cities in North Carolina, right? Yeah, you can. Or somebody said you are rural. Do what? Would you be offended if somebody said that you are a rural person? Yeah, probably. See, I, I think I would rather. You I think I would rather. You would. You're, rather. A, you're a little. You're a little sensitive to being too country, right? Yes, I'm a little sensitive. Yes. Little, yeah. little. I sensitive. thought April was the only one here that didn't have an accent. That's true. That's a good point. You know, maybe we're the ones with the accent. Um. So April, what's what would you say is the funniest thing that's the difference between today and four years ago when we first started? What, one of the funniest things is, that's yeah, happened like or funny times? What, well, what stands out? Yeah, okay, so, so yeah, like anything. You know, what? Well, what? There, Sarah and I have some good memories together. <laughs> <laughs> She's, she, sent me a, she sent me a message the other week. We were talking about our, our old calls together. I was like, oh, we should maybe, maybe Paul let us bring the band back together one of these days, you know, just for a trial run. But we, we, used, to, we, we used to have some fun. We had, we had some fun with, with the Muppets one time. Um, <laughs> and also, Sarah used to like to do, um, Screen, she would take screenshots when we were on calls. So after the calls would get over, we would, you know, discuss, you know, client matters. And Paul, I don't know if you remember, well, obviously you remember the, the giant microphone that you sent me. <laughs> oh, man. Really? We're we did some, prop, some proper role play with her microphone. Okay. We might have done sure, a little proper role play. I'm pretty sure that's an HR violation. Um <laughs> several of those yeah yeah well remember the one time i was showing you the app movements the, the i, I was showing that picture on my with phone. the with the hip thruster <laughs> your poor dog wait she's on the floor she's trying to get these ab things she's on all fours that poor dog is behind her like what are you doing mom <laughs> while she's propping up the camera so she can show me how she's on the floor to do the movement I can, I can see it. You know, what's interesting, I don't think people always realize how long we've known each other, right? Because we've known each other for almost seven years, and Eat to Perform has only been around for four years. And when I met you, you were like 117, right? Yeah. 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 And now you're like super jacked. Um, which I, but Which, by the way, I did not have a whole lot to do with, you know? Um, do you, when we first met, I don't think a lot of people realize this, but we're, you know, <clears throat> we were new to fitness, you know, um, or at least because I had already started what I was doing. And it was funny because I think I saw the group um, that we used to be members in. Yeah. And then I had <laughs> saw all my progress pictures from that group. Um yeah, I've, I've actually went back and, and looked at some of those pictures too. And it's kind of cool to go back and look and see just the the overall kind of the evolution of 
what we've become from then. And I also was thinking another day when, and not many people know this, but the other day whenever I posted that picture in the meal planning group of the uh, crispy roasted duck that I posted, that I don't know if everybody knows, but Paul used to call me the por the food porn queen because I basically I was all about cooking and all about posting some serious food porn pictures. It was um, a so, it, it was a funny group because we were it wasn't like like the Eat to Perform group, and when you know James April and I we had all come from this other group, and in this other group <clears throat> everyone could you know, talk however they wanted. And so there was, there was a lot of noise. You know what I mean? Like, do you, do you know what I'm talking about, April? Where, oh, there you oh, go. David's, David's showing, showing a picture, showing a picture. of um, him, That's awesome. him from the past. I mean, I feel like we're like kindergartners, a little bit ADD. You yeah. know, we're talking about one topic. Somebody else starts showing something on the screen. But what I what I remember the most about that group, though, April, was just um, like you and I, because April sent me a card um, as like a happy birthday or something like that, and my wife was like, "Who's this sending you a card?" You know, um, but we were, you know, you were like my fifth sister, you know, yeah. um, and and what we sort of figured out with Eat to Perform is that somebody needs to be the leader, right? And so like in that group, nobody was the leader, right? Pretty much anyone could step up and say anything. And then that kind of makes for a shitty group, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it, I think, um, uh, I mean, when I see James lifting deadlifting 550 pounds you know from meeting him in that group you yeah know, that that's crazy you know um but well, it's uh, almost it's almost like you you know my husband and i tom and i we were organizing our garage the other day and unpacking some of the final stuff and we found the big chest of pictures and you know we're of course you know you're looking at pictures from back when the kids were born and they're little and you know, of course, you know, kind of, kind of, you know, happy times. And then, of course, you see, you know, report cards where it's, you know, you know, you need to pay more attention, you know, crap like that. And, you know, to, for the girls and stuff. But it's almost kind of like that where you're, you know, like back then when we look, you know, just like what you're saying about James back then, you know, you look at what we were to kind of to what we've grown into. You know, it's almost, you know, even though, you know, that's been what? six six years ago seven years ago yeah like like seven years ago maybe even it, it sort of depends on how you you do the math right but yeah. um but yeah it was, it was a while ago i think the i think the thing that's interesting about both you and i is just that it's part of who we are you know now you know and that's a fun place to be you know where you know fitness is your life it's your routine. I know when we first met, my sleep wouldn't have been good. You know, yeah. I didn't prioritize that the way that I do now. Um, I was probably playing poker back then. Um, or... I think you were. I think you, yeah, I think you were still doing that. And I remember when Eat Perform started and, you know, of course I go to bed early, but that's because I get up early. 
but I remember when it first started and you were just kind of starting like with the blog and, and stuff and, you know, had the, like the original name before it evolved into E to Perform or like the E to Perform, um, you know, title. I remember you would be up at, like, I'd get up at 5 a.m. and I'd see you online and I'd see your message. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Like, why aren't you asleep? Yeah. <laughs> it's like you, four o'clock in the morning. You'd be waking like, up. Just, you'd be waking yeah, up and like, I still hadn't gone to sleep. Exactly. Well, you were just like, yeah, I just keep, just keep thinking about everything, you know, just, you know. Yeah. Yeah. in your mind or whatever so but, do you, you, know. you remember the the original blog name right i do yeah uh-huh you want to tell no. people what it is that your your diet sucks yeah i still <laughs> i still think that's funny um i still think it's kind of awesome <laughs> yeah it, it was just interesting how how much interest there was you know i think and, that's our next t-shirt yeah go old school yeah. go old school all right, you guys. So we we've pretty much killed, you know, two hours of everyone's time. I appreciate everybody being here. This was a lot of fun. Definitely could have been more wine. I think we need more wine in next ones, uh, next years. But uh, a lot of fun. Everybody covered on the wine tip. Yeah, yeah. You. Uh, I'm sorry. Y'all do y'all do not want to do a webinar with me drinking alcohol. <laughs> No, I don't know. This could be the that could no, be the. She gets, she gets really crazy. That could be the best <laughs> one ever. All right, guys. I appreciate everybody being here. Um, and you guys get back to your families, and we'll talk to you guys later. Bye now. Uh, Bye, later. Bye guys. Yeah. Bye.